0: Happy Smiley, and I'm uh, thrilled to have you tuned into our program today. What an amazing first hour uh, with uh, Jeffrey Tubin talking about the breaking news. In case you haven't heard and just tuned in, uh, a fellow appeals court has ruled that uh, Donald Trump is not not immune from prosecution for January the 6th, uh, and uh, we uh, fully expect that his team will appeal that decision all the way up to the Supreme Court. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin's belief is that uh, the Supreme Court will take that case. And he further opined that he believes that in this instance, even though Trump appointed three members of the court, uh, that uh, they will support this lower court's ruling, finding that Donald Trump does not have immunity from prosecution for his role in January 6th. Uh, we also talked about Thursday, though, when the Supreme Court will hear arguments about whether or not Donald Trump should be kicked off of ballots in various states. And in that regard, uh, Jeffrey Toobin suggests that he thinks uh, that Trump will win that argument, that they will find a way, these conservatives, to make sure he stays on the ballots. In all these states, um, between now and November, as the presumptive Republican presidential nominee. So, some breaking news today: uh, once again, that Donald Trump does not have immunity from prosecution for January 6. We'll see how that unfolds in the days, weeks, maybe even months ahead. We we shall see. Uh, in this hour, two conversations on uh, the B side of this hour. Uh, we will celebrate the fourth season of country music artist Reese Palmer's groundbreaking Apple Music radio show, Color Me Country Radio uh makes sense given that she's an African-American woman. Uh, her program is called Color Me, Country Radio, uh, and uh, we'll put a spotlight uh, on Reese today as her show uh, brings to the fore the contributions of artists of color who have long been underrepresented in the genre of country music, that on the B side of this hour. But we commence this hour with the David and Goliath story of the Southern Company, the Southern Company, which owns Georgia Power, Mississippi Power, and Alabama Power. Uh, versus Alabama Interfaith Power and Light. The Southern Company is accused of polluting poor neighborhoods, causing a mess of health challenges for black residents, and allegedly going so far as to pay a black newspaper uh, to write nice things about the company. Uh, Reverend Michael Malcolm, executive director of the People's Justice Council, tells us all about it right now, Uh, this particular climate justice fight. There are many in the country, but this one is fascinating and getting the attention of many. Uh, It is, again, sort of a David and Goliath story, and I wanted to have him on uh, to uh, tell us more about it. Uh, So I'm delighted to welcome Reverend Michael Malcolm to this program. Reverend, how are you today, sir?
1: I'm well. Thank you for this invitation, and and thank
0: you for having me. My great delight to have you on. Um, I I tried to frame this as as best I could. Um, let me start with a couple of basic questions, and we'll make the most of this half hour that we have. Tell me more about the Southern Company. Who is the? What is the Southern Company?
1: So Southern Company is the uh, parent uh, utility owner of uh, Alabama Power um, Mississippi power as well as Georgia power. Um, again, they are the, um, uh, main umbrella for these subsidiaries.
0: Mm-hmm. And what is it that, um, they have been doing?
1: Yeah. So, um, what haven't they been doing, uh, <laughs> when it comes down to environmental burdens and energy burdens, um, uh, In all actuality, if I if I could just uh, plain speak, uh, they they have been at the at the forefront of harming uh, black, brown and indigenous communities, Mm -hmm. whether it be through environmental pollution or it be through um, these high utility bills that
0: we we pay. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: They have been at the forefront.
0: Mm -hmm. Tell me more about the the environmental degradation that you allege they've been engaged in.
1: Yeah, so the environmental burdens would be uh, things such as uh, dumping coal ash into a, a black community that they also deem too poisonous to be in a, in a white community, mm. uh, but then being backed up because politically they've also invested in, um, if I could use that word for lack of using another word, they've invested in some of our... Politicians and political structures that have caused caused the politicians to side on the side of the profiteers and polluting facilities and on the protections
0: of the people. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not naive in asking this question, but why would a company uh, risk uh, a risk, its corporate reputation, risk being seen as a good corporate citizen uh, and engage in this kind of behavior?
1: So, yeah, Tavis, uh, first and foremost, there's nothing about you that makes me think that you're naive in any way. And I appreciate <laughs> that question yeah. because that sets up for what, what the gist of, or the, the, the evil of this whole thing is. The reason why, uh, they can engage in this and be comfortable engaging in this is because they own the news. Mm. Uh, the ones who tell the story and, and, and the hunter is always the victor as
0: long as the hunter got the pen.
1: hmm No.
0: About so that? At, at which, I'm sorry? No, I, I said, I said about, about that, you were right. There's no question about that. Let me do this. When we come forward, I want to probe this a bit more. I, I want to get a better understanding uh, of the ways in which these communities of color have been and are being harmed. Uh, for those who are in L.A., where my uh, home station is based, um, you know that we are engaged uh, in a very serious climate justice campaign for the entire year of twenty twenty four, a major two million dollar plus campaign uh, where we are doing our part to amplify the voices of people of color in these conversations, to hold people accountable uh, and a great deal more. You can go to you know our our website. Uh, from my home station in L.A., KBLA 1580, to read more about that climate justice campaign. I was just on one of our affiliates, WURD in Philadelphia, last week talking about this. So I'm making the rounds around the country, um, sharing with other people what we're doing in L.A. uh, around uh, issues of climate justice. But these fights are being fought everywhere. And so we're talking about the Southern Company, which owns, again, Georgia Power, Mississippi Power, and Alabama Power, and what they're doing to pollute and to dump and to cause all kinds of harm Specifically in communities of color and why and how they've been getting away with that. Our guest is Executive Director of the People's Justice Council, uh, the Reverend Michael Malcolm. More with him when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. From the Merc Park with love, this is Tavis Smiley. He's rooting for everybody black. Everybody black. Black. More of Tavis Smiley coming your way right now. right now. Right now. More Reverend Michael Malcolm coming your way right now as we delve deeply uh, into uh, more deeply into this David and Goliath story and how it's playing out down south. In case you've just tuned in, the Southern Company, uh, a for-profit behemoth, owns Georgia Power, Mississippi Power, and Alabama Power, and they've been uh, taken to task for polluting poor neighborhoods, uh, causing just a just an, an array. of... Uh, of challenges and health problems uh, for uh, black and brown residents uh, in that region of the country. Um, uh, uh, Reverend Malcolm, tell me a bit more about um, specifically what they've been doing, uh, what these communities look like, uh, and then we'll talk about how they've been getting away with this.
1: Yeah, so um, I will give you a case in point of a community and Uh, uh, Well, some communities, I believe it's five or six surrounding communities in northern Birmingham, where um, this coal firing power plant was uh, coal firing plant, excuse me. Was polluting these communities to the point that they co- declared certain parts a Superfund site. Mm. Well, there were certain parts that was declared Superfund, but the whole entire area needed a Superfund needed to be declared a Superfund site. But because of the interference of Alabama Power and Botch and Bingham, and uh, uh, they they. Uh, one paid off one of the local politicians, uh, for that area who, who devised the plan that, um uh, disseminated misinformation to the community. And, uh, what wound up happening is the community ended up fighting the EPA when they came in to do, uh, inspection on, on their yards and, and their community and whatnot. Um, they, they fought them because, they, they were made to feel like the EPA was the enemy when uh, in all actuality, they came in to help. But the problem that occurred or the reason that this occurred is because again, Alabama, Alabama power holds so much weight when it comes down to our politicians as well as our news, the things that we consume. And, and so you don't hear a whole lot of, of negative. You probably didn't even hear about this politician being paid off and limiting this Superfund site from taking place and getting these people justice. Well, that's because the the uh news has literally been paid off by Alabama power, and so uh what any negative reports that might come out against Alabama power you don't hear. You probably hadn't even heard that right now people are paying three or four times. Uh, um, for their utilities than what they had previous to this cold snap we had. You've got people complaining about four and $500, uh, utility bills when they can barely afford to put food on their table for their children. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, this is national news, but nobody's actually hearing about it because again, Alabama power holds so much weight when it comes down to the information that's being disseminated against them. What what um, what,
0: what, what, do, we, what do we what do we know what do we, what do we know about the health challenges that people are being subjected to because of uh uh these environmental hazards.
1: Yeah, um so um looking at uh various places from uh, various communities. You've got the Uniontown community who has had coal ash dumped into their into their backyard. Uh you've got the power plants who are polluting uh, all of these, you have, uh, high rates of asthma. Mm-hmm. You also have rare cases of cancer, mm-hmm. uh, because of the, some of the chemicals that are, are being used in, in these facilities. Uh, and people are, uh, uh inhaling this. That is one of the, the, the worst things that I could ever see. And one of the reasons why my face wouldn't allow for me to just sit back and be silent is I went into a community in North Birmingham, and the first thing I saw driving into the community was this big polluting facility, this big power-generating facility. Mm-hmm. Then, um, as I leave out, I have to see this thing all over again. I don't live in this community, but I can imagine that each and every person that lives in this community is terrified by what they see When they leave, uh, they come into their community as well as when they leave out of their community, knowing that when they come back, they're going to see it all over again. And it wasn't a thing of where this thing was shut down, it was actively emitting pollution.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm I um, am, there are two or three things in my head at the same time. I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. I I think the question I want to ask is um, what agency um, do these black residents have? I mean, what what I'm pushing toward is that when you I, I frame this as a David and Goliath story because it is, it is very difficult for everyday people, uh, particularly poor everyday people, to fight back against these behemoth institutions like the Southern Company. So, in in a very in, in, in on on a real level, what what agency do these people have to fight back?
1: Well, I, I think I think that's the hope as well. Is 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 the despair? And it's also the hope. Mm-hmm. The the newspaper that the one newspaper that was black owned that communities could use uh literally is owned by Alabama Power now. They bought about. They bought this newspaper and there's been no negative, no none of what I've told you has come through this newspaper. This is the oldest and the only black newspaper in Birmingham. And you can't you can't get the information because Alabama Power owns it. Uh, You can't hear the stories because Alabama Power owns it. Even our major news sources are are have been co-opted. And so nothing, nothing negative about Alabama Power comes in. Mm -hmm. However, the People's Justice Council has cameras and we've got social media and we've got uh, a platform. And so. What we've decided to do is to take those stories and, and, uh, magnify or amplify those stories ourselves. Uh, we don't have to have permission from Alabama Power to let people tell their stories and, and put it out for folks to see. We don't have to have permission from our, even our government agencies here to, uh, get people's stories out so people can hear these stories. If you're expecting to hear the stories in Alabama, it won't necessarily happen. So we have to go outside of Alabama to ensure that the voices are heard and the people are seen.
0: Yep. What, what what do you do when you are fighting a fight like this, when people's lives are being harmed, when they're, when, when babies and others are contracting asthma and people are coming down with rare forms of cancer? Uh, and because uh, this entity is so all-powerful and they, they basically shut down any pushback against him, um, wh- what do you do specifically when, when the government looks the other way?
1: I I would say that they are powerful, but they aren't all-powerful, mm-hmm. um, Brother Tavern. Mm-hmm. I, I, some in my face won't let me say that they are all-powerful. Mm-hmm. My, my faith tells me that there's only one that's all-powerful. And, and so you ask, what do I do? I, I pray and I fight mm-hmm. uh, in a real sense. Until until change happens, I pray and I fight. And I think that that is the, the same attitude that we all must take. The reason why it continues is because some of us give up because they have this misconception that uh, Southern power is all-powerful. But the reality is, power belongs to the people. Yep. We just have to find a way to let them know that yep. that the power belongs to the people.
0: In a in a fight like this, what leverage? What leverage? What leverage do you have? The people. Yeah,
1: I, I mean, in a real way, we've got people. Just as you read the story in in the Guardian, um, others have read the story as well. But that story got out. It got out, even though it didn't get out through Alabama. It got out, mm-hmm. so we keep telling our stories. We keep our feet on. Uh, we put our keep our feet on the gas. We mm-hmm. keep pulling that lever until and, and somebody. There's a, there's a saying that says "squeaky real squeaker wheel gets the most grease." Mm-hmm. We got to be that squeaker wheel, brother. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Until uh, somebody hears us and somebody somebody sees us. Yeah. And and I believe my faith tells me that God will be there and God will see see us through it. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know, I'm like Dr. King, I don't know if it'll happen in my lifetime.
0: Yeah. But it will happen. What kind what, I'm gonna contribute to that fight. What what kind of mobilization uh, around this these issues are you seeing in the community?
1: I'm glad you asked. We are part of a large mobilization right now, uh, which is arm in arm. You can find that through, uh, Arm in Arm, the number four climate dot org. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are part of Arm in Arm, who is, uh, we are a regional collaboration of, uh, that consists of organizations in Mississippi, Alabama and Georgia. We've already been taking it to, uh, taking Southern power to task. We've, uh, gone a few times and protested at Southern power, whether it be at the showholder meeting all right there on their headquarters. We're getting ready to do it real big again mm. this summer. Uh and, and would love, love, love to have all those who hurt that come and, and so that they can hear our voices. Um in addition to we are right now uh in the process of trying to hold some meetings and, and get in their face so that we can have some conversations and find out where those touch points are so we can make those changes. In addition to, we have a public service commission that regulates our utilities. And that that right there is another uh, even bigger issue because they're supposed to stand for the protections of people, but they don't. They stand for the protections of the profiteers. And so to be able to go against them, and to literally get them out of office, because we do vote them in and out, mm-hmm. to get them out of office or tell them to straighten up and fly right, uh, that's something else that we can do right away. And Alabama Power, Interfaith Power and Light, as well as the People's Justice Council so, and uh, Arm in Arm are all teaming together to uh, show folks how to make that happen.
0: What, what specifically if I'm watching my time got about three minutes left here what specifically are your demands of the southern company
1: so we we want southern company to be more transparent mm-hmm. we want southern company to be uh, to uh, be more transparent we want weatherization for all the residents in in the southeast mm-hmm. uh, or in their region uh, we also want uh, 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 exit strategy for those that live in places uh like where the Miller plant is which is the largest pollutant facility in the in the nation mm. uh we want them we want an exit strategy so that, that those those communities can leave
0: yeah
1: or shut down that that facility yeah it is i mean we so so not just that community but other communities that are affected in the same way
0: Sorry. No, no, no. I, no you you got apologize to me. Um, I've been at this for, for a while now. Um, we are putting out later this year the 20th anniversary of the Covenant with Black America. People know that book and all the history that it made um, almost 20 years ago now. And one of the mm-hmm. Ten Covenants um, was uh, is about environmental justice. So I've been working on this, mm-hmm. talking about this for at least 20 years now. There are others who've done a lot more than I've done and been at it a lot longer. But it's is, it is it is it's, it's emotionally and psychologically and, and spiritually debilitating. We understand, as you mentioned earlier, we don't let misery have the last word ever. But it it, it it is debilitating to have to fight these fights all the time. As I said earlier, it's a David and Goliath fight. Uh, but these power companies and these... These polluters have so much sway and uh, to see the harm that they are causing, to see, again, people contracting asthma, to see, I mean, I was reading a a stat the other day that one of every three um, uh, children in Harlem has asthma. One of every three in Harlem has asthma because they are so close to all these pollutants and all these plants that are, are near Harlem. Now, you don't see that in certain parts of New York. You won't see it in Westchester, but you'll see it in Harlem. Mm-hmm. And to your point, uh, you see it in poor communities in Alabama, in Mississippi, in Georgia. But there are other, other, other spaces and places where you would never, uh, you know, have to fight this kind of fight. So it's, it's debilitating in one way, uh, but I, I love the fight back. I love the fight back mm-hmm. that you are, that you all are engaged in, uh, and um, I, I'm I'm pulling for you and I'm praying for you. And I wanted to make sure we had the conversation here. When I saw that article in the Guardian, I've seen I've seen a number of pieces, but when I saw that piece, I thought I'd reach out to you to have you on because this is a fight uh, worth fighting. It's a fight worth talking about. And I'm, I'm as I said, I'm, I'm pulling and praying for you and all of, uh, and all your um, your colleagues there to, to to push back successfully against this company, uh, Reverend Reverend Malcolm.
1: I appreciate you, Mr. Smiley. Can I give one more plug real quick? Sure, please do. March, March 16th in Atlanta, Georgia, we will be coming together for the People's Gala. The People's Gala will be happening March 16th in Atlanta. We'll be having it at the Atlanta Zoo. We're bringing people from all throughout the Southeast and the Gulf South. Where we want to come together, and we really want to celebrate and love on one another, but also strengthen each other for this fight.
0: No, it's a serious fight, and I'm glad that you are engaged in it. Uh, I call it a David and Goliath story. It is. Um, it's the Southern Company versus everybody. <laughs> uh, and uh, everybody is uh, is is getting involved in this fight to save the lives of our precious brothers and sisters in Georgia, in Mississippi, in Alabama. Uh, Reverend Malcolm, good to have you on, my friend. All the best to you. Stay strong. I appreciate
1: you, sir. We'll talk to you
0: soon. L- likewise. Uh, Reese Palmer, uh, coming up. On Tabby Smiley when we come forward. Unapologetically progressive, progressive. unapologetically blind, black, black. you Here, tap into Tabby Smiley. Tavis Smiley.